car taken, pretty much. Okay, so this is how we're starting this one. We're starting this one with... We're starting this one with a little bit of an argument. It's going to be an interesting episode, mm-hmm. I feel like. You don't want to start Actually, this with... is going to be a very argumentative episode. That's You know what? Then that's a good way to start. Um, that's the good... Okay, it's vibe, one birthday yeah. shot, dude. It's one punch, one swift punch to the belly. That's easy. That's light work. All right. All right. How about this? I'm okay. I'm a man up. No liver. No, no I'm not doing liver shots. I'm not trying to make you shut down. And no solar plexus because that's real sensitive. Just get a nice center of the body body shot, you know? All right. All right. I'm, it's, I'm, you're, we're cool with it? I'm cool with that. I can give the body shot. I'm cool You're not just it. saying it because we're recording. I'm all right with it. It's it's a lock, all right. Because you didn't want to do twenty one shots of vodka. Yeah, it just seems like a bad idea. It is. It does. That could kill you. A body shot's not gonna kill you. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. It's not gonna kill you. Yeah, I'll be all right. All right. Well then. That's a good thing. Both all right. All right. I got that's that out of the way. Well then, that's kind of a good way to start the episode because we resolved our issue within what a minute. Yeah. That's yeah. about the fastest we've ever resolved an issue. Hey, maybe it won't be that argumentative. It's probably still gonna be. We need it to be. We got a we got an hour to fill here. But, um, we gotta argue about something. Got any, any but, life updates? Welcome in, guys. Oh yeah, welcome. Welcome to our. Didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming our regular spot now. Pretty much. This is becoming our regular spot in the car. You like the energies in here? I do. Like sitting in the car and talking. I feel about like stuff. being feels pretty natural. I'll admit. I feel like being out here helps me think clearly. I feel like I'm less distracted. Feels pretty natural. Um, on the elements. This is normally where the I ghetto have elements. Pretty <laughs> deep conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Um, when we start having guests, are we gonna bring them in here? Um, you gonna sit in the back seat? Definitely. You know, freshen it up a little bit. Probably. You sit in the back seat. Um, they sit in the that front. can work. I sit in the front. But we're probably gonna need a, a microphone rig so that everyone's heard equally. Yeah, yeah. Because then that's not gonna work out right. Well, we could put it here. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Test run. We'll see how it goes. We're a little bit more on track now. Not taking hiatuses. Hiatuses. Hiati. Hiati. We're not taking long breaks. We're trying. We're getting back on track. We've got a couple of. I know we said we're gonna do a debate, but do we wanna um we wanna argue first or we wanna talk about topics? Let's mm. Well I mean we're only three minutes in. You don't got no life updates? Then you wanna tell the people? Oh. Um well let's see. This is the last episode that we're gonna do before your birthday. Okay. Everybody. All it's right. gonna be Sean's birthday. Oh, wet legs. All right. 21-year-old Thanks wet for ruining legs. my birthday. 21. Hey, will y'all please. Will you please not call me wet legs? Please go to his social medias. Blow him up. Not calling him wet legs. Don't make him feel bad. You can call him wet legs if you want. But make sure to say happy birthday. I think it'll cancel out the wet legs if you give him some birthday love. Show uh, him some birthday love. I'm going to just say this now just to let everyone know. Because I feel like they might not fully understand. If you're calling me wet legs, then that means, A, you're a sheep, and you're following. <laughs> you're just you're, bro, you can't. 
do that to our listeners. I, I just want to inform them. I don't want them to you be... You can't make them... Let them make their own decisions. Or B, you've let Javon brainwash you. So just realize that... But those are the same things. Just shake it out. Those are the same back. things. You're not giving yeah, them options. because there's only one option. <laughs> You're not giving them options. Don't be a follower. Be a leader, okay? So just... <laughs> shake it off. Shake the brainwashing okay, off. Okay, but what if they want to call you wet legs? No one wants to call me that because no one knows the reference... Except for you, they heard the reference. Your they legs have forgotten the reference wet. by now. Your no legs one were wet. remembers the reference. But yes, it is okay, my birthday can you coming give up. An alternative? I'm finally turning twenty-one. What is an alternative that we can call you by? You can call me the bust down guy. Nope. You I don't can like call that me one. Mr. Drips. Oh, I definitely don't like that. That's why don't we just call you wet legs if you're dripping? Because it implies that I'm dripping with the sauce. That I'm dripping But no one inside. specified what your legs were wet with. It just sounds like a you pee on have... myself. It sounds like a pee on myself when you call me Can wet legs. we call legs. you okay? sauce legs? No. You don't want your legs mentioned. I don't want the legs being mentioned. You throw why? in legs, you immediately like, mm, why are they being specific on the legs? What's significant about, significant about moisture and his legs? Did he pee on his legs? He peed on mm, his legs. That's why you don't like it. Right? That's why you don't like it. So, I understand now. Well, if you're not going to come up with an alternative, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me when everyone was given Kevin Durant nicknames. I'm sure my OKC fans will be will remember there was a point when Kevin Durant had nicknames. And he came out openly and said, I don't like any of the nicknames that everyone's giving me. All right, fine. Call and me remember, and you remember... Call me what big he said juice. he wanted? Call me Big G. Remember what okay? he said he wanted, Sean? I want you to say it because you specifically don't like Kevin Durant. So I want you to say, what did he, when they asked him, oh, what would you prefer the nickname he be? He preferred to be going by the name The Usher. Yep. And what did you say when he said that? That's stupid. That is really stupid. And, and to which made you decide, no, I'm, if I'm going to call you a nickname, I'm going to call you one of the ones that we came up with, right? Like yeah. the Slim Reaper. The cupcake. That was a good one. The cupcake. Uh, so now you're in that position. I've proposed a name. Call me Big Juice, okay? Nah, man. That sounds Call like Big, Big Juice. Juice. No, it doesn't. You're saying Jews with like the a Z. The first time you said it, it sounded like you Big said Juice. Juice. Big Juice. Okay? Big Juice. Okay, if they, if they, if it gets over with them. If it, everyone, give it a trial run. Put a poll. I'll put a poll on my Twitter. Put a poll. Give we'll it a trial see. run. Don't vote for wet legs. Just put wet legs, big juice. Parentheses, Jews. I'll even list the third option. I hate this one. Big flopper, okay? We're, we're going back to... You'd rather go... I'd with, prefer that hate wet, wet legs. legs that much? Okay. Guys, I called him big flopper so long ago, and it hurt his feelings so bad, mainly because I got it over with everybody. Not everyone, all right? Okay, the people who mattered most. Kind of, all right? Got it over with... Our grandma, that was the main one. The but, moment she said it, it was final. It was in stone. The moment your grandma calls you a nickname, that's your nickname. It's she not. called you Big Flopper. But we're seven Maybe minutes in. This is not her, what I okay. wanted to do. These are not the life updates that I wanted to do. Because her birthday is coming up as well. If I can get her to call you Wet Legs, can I call you Wet Legs? No. Now? If she calls me Wet Legs, I'm off the podcast. I'm done. Oh, my God. We're out. Okay, we'll set the poll. We'll see. We're setting the poll. Now, you put the poll in there. Put wet legs, big juice. Just leave big flop out of it. 
We don't have to bring that back. I'm trying to give more options just to lessen the you chances that they're going to call me wet legs. <laughs> don't do that. If you're going to create a new option, that has to be a new one. All right? All right. I really hope Big Juice gets over it. It's kind of cool. In any, in any case, that. guys, whether you call him wet legs or whatever, his birthday is coming up. Show him love, please. He needs it. He's turning 21. That's a great thing. I, I mean, I don't know anymore. Feels like it's just the, me getting punched and being called wet legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna call you wet legs while I punch you. You ready, wet legs? Bah! <laughs> oh, Alright, so what are we starting with? Alright. I just picked this one out because... I don't, I don't even know how I feel about it. Now, I, I pulled up the article, but I've actually read this, so I don't even have to read from it. I can just explain it to you. So there's this dude. It doesn't list what um, dating app that he was using to do this, but and I don't have the... You know, I'll keep this article the, here because I need the, the exact numbers. Read the headline. Okay. Man who allegedly used online dates for free meals faces 10 felonies. Now, I'll explain in case you hadn't, haven't put this together. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. So, if you want, just to point out how much he scammed these women out of in free food, it'd be $115,000 worth of free food. Now, wow, it would be common. It would be common for you to be like, oh, yeah, um, I go on dates just so I can sleep with various women. I don't like to be tied down. No, he's using an online dating app. He's not worried about smashing. He wants that free food. But I'm sure he also... I mean, no? Nope. See, he, what he's been doing is, whatever dating site he's been using or app, he meets up with these women. He goes on dates with them. I'm assuming he's charming them. He orders a meal. They enjoy the meal together. He says he's going to come back, and he dips. He dine and dashes on these, on these women. I almost used some false language there. You'll have to excuse me. Uh, he's dine and dashing on all these women. Um, he's been doing this since, what, what year did I say that was? Um, oh, between May of 2016 and April 2018. And it was how much money? $115,000. That's not that long. How did he do that? He, he must, must be, be going, going like, on dates every day. Well, no, but he also must be, um, going to like really high-end restaurants. I mean, that's what I would do. He's going to really high-end restaurants. Where is he finding them? Like, if I'll be honest with you... He's probably a good-looking dude, too. That's why they're all going on dates I'll be with honest. If I knew that they were that willing to pay for my food, I'd do it, too. Oh, I'd do it, come too. Come on, man. Like, I can't do that to somebody. Because, one... But I wouldn't even go to high-end places. They most likely places. have my real name. I wouldn't even go to high-end places. call me up and be like, hey... I'd go to Cane's. I'd be like, hey, okay, well, that's let's more go reasonable. to Cane's. They're not even going to be that mad. How are you going to be mad... Off paying for canes. Yeah, it's not like they didn't eat some and enjoy it. Um, but yeah, if you're going to like, you know, you're going to dinner parties, that's different. I wonder if he's like actually putting work into the date. Talking to them, drawing up some, you know. That's or is he so just chowing money, down? Man. Is he just chowing down? And to do that, I mean, normally with Tinder, it was Tinder, right? It doesn't list. Or let me take a second look. Well, with most dating apps, they um, like they go by a certain parameter of distance. Like also, just to fill in, within he's 45 ten miles, years within old. fifty miles, you know, 
It goes by your distance, What's who's around you. So his area, he must hit hit up every woman within like a 50-mile radius. And I'm thinking he must have been going to some of the same restaurants. Probably. So the staff was probably recognizing him. Like, that's probably how he got caught. And the thing is... The staff was like, I see this dude way too much. Like, I see him every day with on. a different person and he never pays <laughs> man he's because you gotta think the he's girls saving so much he money. would leave he wouldn't come back it'd be like an hour they'd realize what he did they ask for the check mm-hmm. the staff must have realized every night like every night that was happening and then they they probably you know smartened up to it that because i'm wondering how did he get caught that or because I have to imagine if he's using his real name on all these dates, someone's going to be like, hey, look, this dude named Pedro. Is that his, his name? Pedro, yeah. Uh, left you, me Pedro. here. So what bill. exactly is the felony? Well, they said theft because, well, I don't fully understand it. Let me, let me explain. Let me see this right here. He faces seven counts of extortion, two counts of attempted extortion, and one count of grand theft, which are all felonies. Now... Two misdemeanor counts for defrauding an innkeeper and petty theft. Now, he pled not guilty. I'm not too sure on exactly what the charge is, but that does count as theft. Because he did eat. So it is for that, though. And it's because... It's, I don't for, know what the it's, word, for, it's for the dates. Eight of the women paid bail. Only eight of them. I mean, not paid bail. Paid for the meal. So I guess those aren't... He's not charged for. If someone pays it, someone paid it. You know? But um, the Wait, rest of the women, women paid for his meal. That's what it said. So it's only eight women were paying for the meal and covering the check. Let me see this right here. Ordered food and drinks and then left without paying. But um, yeah, look, eight of the women went to dinner with allegedly paid the bill and the restaurant covered the check in two other instances. So they don't list what happens in the other instances. But he defrauded more than $950 from the women. I don't know what defrauding means. We'll be 100% honest with you. Wow. And then, I gotta be honest. I feel I kind of feel for him. Because. I don't. Now, it does say, what does that say, 13 years? Oh, yeah, he can face up to 13 years in a state prison. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not worth that. But, if I read that correctly... All those, like, you know, it listed his misdemeanors and all those different things. Some of those aren't about the dates. I can, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because the theft does a separate thing. Um, Well. Maybe that's why. He knows he has all these things out. So he's like, I can't buy these things. They're going to catch me. Good luck in the slander, Pedro. Women buy these things for me. At least you did get $100,000 worth of meals. Yeah, he probably should have been saving up some money while it's happening. You're not buying your food. Good luck. That's it's gonna be a toughie. Um, now, let me just move on to this very next thing that I have right here, because with football being back, do the football, the the Madden. Dun dun dun. Oh, the Madden. Yeah. Oh, he messed me up. What's the Madden? You know the. I mean, I'm sorry. The ESPN. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. That's what I was going to do at first. Why'd you mess me up? up? All right. I don't want to do it now. I feel stupid. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. You're not. Just start it. 
Alright. I just want to see if you'd actually do it. I knew you were going to feel pretty stupid regardless. Now. Let me just... Oh yeah, that's right. I have two questions technically, but we'll just we'll just go with one. Um, all these teams, right? Now, last time when we did our... We made our picks for the season. $20 on the line. Mm-hmm, $20 on the line, reminding everybody. We went through, we realized, we don't know too much about a good amount of teams. So with that, know the teams we do know, the teams we don't know. What team do you think will surprise you the most this year? What team can do you think will really blow what you expected them to do out of the water? I think there's only one team that can, and it's the Browns. The Browns? Yeah. I think it's the Browns. I think they have a... Um... A low-key, decently talented team. Um, everyone looks at Baker Mayfield. That's his. That's the name of their new quarterback, right? I have Pretty not sure heard Baker. of this man. Um, everyone looks at Baker Mayfield. He's like the sexy name to follow, but um, the receiving core looks decent. If uh, what's his name, Josh Gordon. It's Josh Gordon, the guy who was uh, suspended, marijuana possession and all that. Mm, I think so. I think he he'll be back, and he's when he was when he was there, he's really good. He just he never got a chance to to <laughs> get going. Yeah. His momentum got his growth got stunted because he got suspended so early in his career, for a long time. Yeah. But the receivers are pretty good. I think the defense is surprisingly really good. So they'll probably win like. I can see them winning like four to six games, which four to six. is a surprise for the Browns. <laughs> I can see them winning four to six games. Could you see eight? Nah, I can't <laughs> see eight. So, man, I gotta say, I don't think, I don't think so. Uh, if Baker Mayfield is who I think you're talking about and who I think I've seen, I'm not not too impressed. Uh, Josh Gordon, if that's if that's his name, um, he's all right. You know, right? I don't know anything about the defense, so I won't speak on that. Not too impressed on Baker Mayfield, and I don't know other than Josh Gordon how the receiving core is looking, but don't think so. If I see a team surprising me, I think that team is going to be the Rams. I think the Rams are going to do even better than I think they're than I predict they're going to do. Well, how good are you predicting dumb. them to, to do? I was thinking somewhere around. Well, that's why I asked you if you think the Browns can do uh can go can win eight games because originally I thought Rams they're going somewhere around eight games, maybe eight and eight, somewhere around there. But now I'm thinking about them like I can see the Rams getting off ten dubs. Well, I think I, I don't think, think that's over. I don't think that's overachieving. I think you were just shooting low before. I mean, Rams still have. They're still not a completely built up team. They're in the same division as the Forty ers the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks. Yeah, none of those teams are especially good. But the Rams wouldn't be. A, they're especially good. They're not. Anything over the top. 
I'm just saying they're I not guess. a complete. They don't have a completely stacked roster. That's not. I guess because the way you posed the question was, who's gonna blow your expectations out of the water? It's not really blowing the expectations out of the water. The Browns are. That's blowing expectations out of the water. They can't win a game normally. That's true. That is pretty true. And then, you know, I'm actually I'm gonna go ahead and ask you this secondary question. Um, let me see really quickly. Just to make sure. Okay, that is a good question. Because I was thinking about this. Being that this team is one of the teams I hate the most. Can the Cowboys, how well do you think Cowboys do without Witten and Des Bryant? Bryant? Um, well, just for a fill-in. Witten's retired, mm-hmm. right? And and where's Des Bryant? Bryant is holding out. He's holding in out. his words until later on in the season. Yeah. Uh, is he a free agent? I'm pretty sure he's a free agent. Yeah, he is. I think he's just trying to see who's going to pay the most money. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy if he went so to the So how will you start off? Hmm. Well, you know Pass my to you. you know my thoughts on Dak Prescott. I think he's clean, you know, good little good little QB, but I don't think he's all that. All right. Um, didn't realize they still had Ezekiel Elliott. That was kind of I remember that was mind blowing last time we were out here when I realized that. I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be they'll be so so. I don't think see Witten versus Des Bryant. Des Bryant is the bigger piece that they've lost, in my opinion. So so. But I think they can still make it work. Then you pick them to win the division. Um, I can't recall. Pretty sure you did. Pretty sure you picked the Cowboys to win the division. I think I did pick the Cowboys. So what are you? But writing your pick. Well, what I'm saying is. I don't think this hurts them too much. I may have worded that weird. Yeah, I don't you think are. losing Dez okay, Bryant so make hurts a them definite too much. Statement. I don't think that losing Dez Bryant and Jason Witten hurts them too much. I think the team should still be built enough without Dez Bryant to pull off a good run for the season. I think... The duo that they had last time, Prescott and Elliott, tearing things up, doing what they do, should still work out pretty well. Defensively, I don't know too much about their defense, be 100% honest. But it seemed to be a pretty good defense uh, last season, so a decent defense. I think it hurts them. I think it hurts them pretty bad, more than people might think. I know Dez is sometimes, like, doesn't, He's good, but sometimes he just doesn't produce the way he like the way you would expect someone who claims to be a superstar receiver in the yeah. league would. But he is always He's a focal point for the coach on the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. The coach, the staff on the other side of the field, the defensive coordinator of the other team always has to game plan around him. Definitely can't ignore him. You can't ignore him because he does have the ability to just light you up any any given game. Any game really. 
it doesn't really matter which team he's liable to go off on in, in any game. So you have to always make sure you've game planned around shutting him down or at least keeping the damage that he's going to do reasonable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be, you know, an issue anymore. No one's going to have to worry about that. Witten was the most consistent player in that franchise forever. <laughs> For a very long time. Between all the madness and the nonsense that has followed this this team for the last the better part of two decades, Witten has been like the pillar of stability on that team for whoever was playing quarterback. Whoever it was, and whatever struggles they were going through, the one thing that they could always hang their hat on, Witten's gonna be there. Whether he's healthy or not, Witten's playing and he's gonna put up numbers. You could always count on it. He's not there anymore. But both of those, both of those things being gone, um, combined with the fact that as the Cowboys, they're just always going to be, um, like, the most media attention, most under the microscope team in the NFL. They're always going to have the most drama because their owner think like. Jerry Jones seems like a character out of the show, um, was it Dallas? No, not Dallas. Oh, Nashville? No, no, Dallas. Like the old, rich, southern soap opera. I'm not sure I know that, uh, show. He seems like a character out of a soap opera. He's very dramatic. And he's very over the top and he loves I think he loves the fact that there's always attention on the Cowboys so with all that combined I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna bode well for the Cowboys don't think it's gonna bode well I feel like all I think all I'm saying is that cause I I do agree with you but when as of recent was he still as big of a focal point as big of a tool to the team, a weapon for the team, as of recent, I feel like not as much. I feel like not as much. Really, he had been, and it wasn't, like I said, Des Bryant was mainly, he was a focal point for the opposing coaches. Witten was always, he was the opposite of a focal point. He was just someone who you didn't have to look and check to see if he was there. He was always going to be there. He was a security blanket. I know people love to call tight end security blankets, but Witten was a real security blanket. He's always there. Not to mention, he was he was more from the old school, where a tight end was like a, a run blocker first. He was a good run blocker who could also catch passes. He helped that running game. He was a good run blocker. And he always, up until the end, yeah, he wasn't huge numbers like most tight ends we see now. He wasn't Gronkowski. But he had reliable numbers with reliable blocking. He took stress off of both Dak and Zeke. He's not there now, so yeah. I think it will be. We'll see. I'm sure you hope. Yeah. 
I'm sure you yeah. hope it, it's bad for them. I am hoping, despite the fact that I bet on them. Forget the Cowboys. <laughs> um, but now let's get into these fights. Let's get all up in these fights. Okay. Uh, Gaethje Vic. Man, that was... That was pretty crazy, man. I didn't... Do you remember who I picked? Vic. I picked Vic. I think a lot of people did. Which, man, if you didn't see it, spoiler alert. Those of us who picked Vic, we were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. Big time. Um, we got to see a live television forced nap. That's what we got to yeah. see. I've never seen someone be put to bed that aggressively. Yeah, it was Vic's bedtime. He put him to bed. It's night night. Do um, we have to call Justin Gaethje Jay Holiday now? Because he put Vic to bed? I think so. He told him he was, too. He said, I'm going to put you to bed. He might he might as well just added, like Jay Holiday. He pretty, yeah, he pretty much just said, like Jay Holiday. Um, slept that man. Kind of looked like he stole his soul a little bit. Yeah. The way, the way that Vic fell, it kind of looked like Thanos had snapped his fingers. And he was like, yep. he was about to turn into dust. Um, damn. I feel like that's I feel like that's all we can say about that fight. You, anything else yeah, you want I mean, to say about that fight? It's less to say about the fight. It's more to say about uh, Gaethje. Yeah. He is... I think it shows that there is a difference. I think that fight and that performance really shows the difference between the levels in that weight class. There are levels and... The main story of this fight, of the build-up to the fight, was that Vic thought he was on a higher level than Gaethje, and that he was on a higher level that he had been promoted to be on, <laughs> and deserved his shine, mm-hmm. and this, and he was going to earn it on Gaethje. So, and Gaethje was saying that I am a top-level fighter. Yeah, I might have had a couple of bad outings. You know, a couple of knockout losses, but I am a top-level fighter. I lost to great fighters. I lost to great guys, and in those fights, it was back and forth. I never was just getting outclassed. It was back and forth in both of the times that I lost. And this fight really showed that separation. What what you saw was a huge separation in, not specifically in skill, because that's not always what it's about. Vic might be, he might very well be. We didn't know. We, we don't know. We didn't get to see very much of him. But skill-wise, he might be on par with the top 10 in the, in the lightweight division of the yeah. UFC. He might be, for all we know. But there's a difference in the mental game. There's a difference in experience, in composure. Because I think that's what really uh, hurt Vic. I think... The fact that he was in the main event, I think it kind of it, it took a little out of him. Probably being in the main event. And I just like to believe the more you talk, the more you talk. Added with the fact that he had a main event, I'm sure that was like, damn, right. I kind of talked myself into a corner. Which is something I that gotta win a lot now. of people don't think about. Which is when you play the mental game, mm-hmm. when you play the mental game of talking, whether it's 
to psych your opponent out, to psych him out and get in his head, mm -hmm. or if it's to hype up the fight and sell the fight, which Vic said that it that's what his, it was for. He came out and said after, I didn't mean the things I said about Justin. I said he said I respect him. I only said them to promote the fight. I only said them to make us money. And I do but I do actually respect him. But in any in either case, when you talk to build up the fight or to get in your opponent's head, it also can get in your head. It can get in your head. It's a double edged sword. Yeah. You can psych yourself out, especially when it's your first main event and it's the other guy's third main event over the course of a year. He's been in main events and in all of his main events, there was some build up. There was some trash talk. Mm -hmm. He's kind of used to it at this point. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't new for Gage, and you could see all the way through, through the build up, through the entrances, through the introductions. It wasn't new for Gaethje. Everything just looked like another day at the office for him. Whereas for Vic, it did look a little bit new for him. Yeah. Being on a press conference, Vic had never been on a <laughs> press conference. Having people listening to him, having people wanting to talk to him, wanting to do interviews with him, that was a lot different. It takes away from your training. It takes away from your meditating, from your, from your visualizing. It takes away from all of it. So I think... The big thing that hurt him, it might not be that he's skill-wise on, on a lower level than Gaethje. But he's definitely not at the main event, the top 10 pressure level yet. Because when you fight any of those guys, especially in the lightweight division, Kevin Lee, Anthony Pettis, Tony Ferguson, yeah, all of these guys. A tough division. All of these guys, there's, there's a certain pressure that comes with fighting them. When you talk about any of them, because they've all paid their dues and they've scratched and clawed their way up to get there. You're talking about Anthony Pettis. You're talking about a former WEC and UFC yep. lightweight champion. Talking about Tony Ferguson. You're talking about a former interim lightweight champion with a 10 fight win streak. Mm -hmm. Talking about when you talk about Kevin Lee, you talk about a guy who fought for the interim belt and has put on one of the most vicious and violent performances in his last fight against Edson Barboza. There's a certain pressure just with fighting them. Even if it wasn't the main event, there's a pressure. But I think main event, status, Gaethje, all the talk, it got to him. It messed him up. So it showed Vic. He's, he, I think he'll get back up. I think even though he got knocked out, it was... Uh, he did gain more popularity, more relevance in the sport, in the division, and hopefully he comes back from it. It was a pretty nasty knockout, though. It was pretty nasty. He was out pretty bad. Don't come back too soon. Get recoup. Yeah, take take your medical suspension off. Take yeah, your medical suspension. Cause... Take a, take extra time off because <laughs> that was a bad knockout. Those are the ones that you don't like seeing. But yeah, I just want to because I picked him off of some highlights that I saw. And I think, I think he has promise, based off what I saw. I had never really seen him fight. I just watched some highlights to fill myself in. And I actually, I actually like his style. Um, so I hope he works his craft, if you will. Yeah. Um, let's see, co-main event. 
That was uh, Michael Johnson and Andre Feely. Now that I didn't even fully see. I, I got to see a little quick highlight breakdown video. So why don't you explain a little bit? Um. Well, I'll be honest. People's... When I was watching it, the stream messed up. Mm. I miss I missed a little bit of it while I was resetting the stream, yeah. but I saw the majority of it. Uh, I thought it was close, but I did think Michael Johnson won. Mm -hmm. I did think that he won, but it was close. I could see why. I could see why Feely would be upset and why he would think he's won because when when you're in a fight, it's really hard. You you get caught up in the moment so much. Like when you're in the in a fight, and I haven't been in a cage or a ring in a fight yet. I've I've sparred. I've been in fights in real life. Yeah, but, street fights. But as of the majority of recent history of recent times, I've been I've I've sparred. But I can tell you, even just from sparring rounds, you know, just from Muay Thai rounds. You get really caught up in the moment. You get really caught up. You get tunnel vision almost to where you're not really aware of what's happening around you. And sometimes you can even lose track of what's happening in front of you, <laughs> of what's happening in this round. And you can feel like you're, you're like hands down doing so much better than the guy. And the guy across from you can feel the exact same way. Yeah. And the only way to tell is to watch the tape. The only people who have a clear judgment is is the people on the outside watching. Now, is it always the right judgment? No, but they do have the best vantage point. Yeah. Because when you're in there, you get it's too it's too intense. To to you can't score it. You can't score while you're fighting. Yeah. I so think you have to be on the outside to have. I can see it, it was a close enough fight that I can completely understand why both guys think they won. Because in those close ones, you can't tell. I've been in rounds before where you've been watching the round, and I thought it was a good round for me. I thought I won that round. Mm -hmm. And you told me, oh, no, that guy, he he, he hit you a lot. That guy kind of, uh, he controlled the the center, and he, he had pretty good defense when you hit him, and, and you let me know that I got hit more than I thought. And I hit him less than I thought. <laughs> and it just goes like that sometimes. So, But I did think that Michael Johnson won the fight. I did as well. I mean, it's a little different for me because, like I said, I saw highlights. But it did appear to me that uh, Michael Johnson had won. Any other noteworthy fights on that card? Noteworthy performances. Um, Tim Williams got rolled on by Eric Anders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, that was that was a that was a thirty nine yard field goal that Eric Anders kicked. This might Tim sound Williams a little harsh. Head flew away. Oh, it did right through the uprights. Field goal was good. <laughs> yeah, he's got accuracy. Um, I didn't know he also played kicker. I knew he played linebacker. I didn't know he also played kicker. <laughs> apparently, he's a versatile player. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a performance that was definitely blew my mind. Mickey Gall. I found that really funny. I'm sorry. I found that funny. It was funny. It was scary a little bit, a little but scary. it was funny. But Mickey Gall's performance was great. Oh, yeah? Mickey Gall, first round sub. What? Rear naked choke. His Damn. usual way that he gets him. And then who did he call out? Oh, he called out for um, 
He said Northcutt. Well, he said he wants a rematch with Randy Brown because that was his last fight he lost. And he said, if I'm going to ask for a rematch, then I'll offer a rematch. So he said Northcutt. And probably part of the reason he, he would mention Northcutt's name is because, you know, he felt bad already that he was on the undercard and Sage Northcutt was out here co-main eventing fight night cards. And he won. <laughs> he beat them. That would he beat make Sage. me angry. So he's probably like, let me beat you, beat you again. Maybe that'll get me on the co-main event. <laughs> I don't think they're going to make that fight, though. I think they're trying to bring Sage along. They don't need him to be getting any more... Yeah. You know, beating more else. And then Randy Brown, they might make that fight, but I think they like uh I think they like Randy for their future in the division too. But hopefully Mickey does get on the main card soon. It's yeah, definitely he's, worth it. He's impressive. Um how could I not mention fellow syndicate member Joanne. Joanne Calderwood. Boy, that was amazing. I I've been a fan of Joanne for a while. Before she came to Syndicate, I was a fan of Joanne because I always liked her fighting style. She's really, she really, you know, goes for it in there. I like to see people go for mm-hmm. it. She really goes for it. But for her to get, to get that triangle off the back and then shift it, adjust it to the armbar. Ooh, that's what she got. She I got, didn't see she it. got a triangle on her back. That's one of my favorite off of her back, and then submission she, um, transfers, if you will. Yeah, she trans she switched it to an armbar, and she finished the girl with armbar. And I'm pretty sure I didn't know that girl. I know the girl she was fighting, but I heard I'm pretty sure she was a she was a jujitsu specialist. That was her thing was jujitsu. Wow. So coming in, I had the feeling that I picked Joanne to win, mm-hmm. but I thought it was gonna be uh, you know standing standing. I thought she was gonna outclassed her on the feet. She outclassed her on the ground. That's that was Joanne's first submission victory in her career. So, what weight, what weight big is ups. That? Um, I think she's down to... Is she down to 25 or is she at bantamweight? I think she's at bantamweight. Mm. I think she's at 35. So, so that's... that's Hey, I don't know her, but good job, Joanne. Uh, those are the like the notable performances that I can think of. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but those are the notable ones. That's man, I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up now because I love that that transition. Mostly because you've done that to me multiple times, and also visually, whenever I've seen it, it normally looks pretty beautiful. It's normally done either smoothly or done while someone wasn't paying attention and they get armbar yeah. and they kind of look like they deserve it for not noticing the transition. Um. Now, time for the debate. Mm, okay, I forgot about it. Completely forgot I, about I it. I you probably would. Was that the strategy? To throw me off? Um, it actually wasn't, but I thought we were going to start it earlier. All right. So let's, this was something that we, we almost debated in our regular everyday lives, but we saved it for you guys. Now, we're not going to talk about the video, are we? Um... Let's do the debate. Yeah, let's Let's just do the the debate. debate. So, best active quarterback. Best active quarterback right now. That's the debate? That was the debate. I don't remember that. That's what we said. That's not what I said. That's what we were saying. No. Best quarterback right now. No. That's not what we were saying. That's what we were talking about. All right. And I, for one, 
I'll just give in because I feel like either way. It's not really how debates work, yeah. but I'll make my case for whatever it's worth. I say Tom Brady, as much as I despise the Patriots, best active quarterback because I'm a logical man. Now, that doesn't sound very logical to me. Originally, what you said was that Aaron Rodgers is the better active quarterback. This was the argument. Apparently, you were arguing something you didn't believe in or something. Oh, no. I still believe in that. I still, I don't think you can sit there with a smug look on your face and say, Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the NFL because I'm a logical man. No, you're not a logical man. Oh, I am a logical man. That specifically makes you not logical. Now, see, originally, this, this is why we realized this is going to be a debate. I was going to go off, I was going to go off of rings. But we won't go off of that. We won't go off of that and understand why. It makes perfect yeah. sense. But we'll go off of this. You you got lucky. You, can, you got lucky that that part, I killed you on it before we were recording. So you would have brought up rings. Let's go off this. Let me paint this picture for you. Both, I'd say neither Tom Brady, if you ask me, neither Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers have had the best receiver in the league. Neither of them have had the best receiver in the league. Now, Tom Brady, yes, he has Gronk, who's, who's basically always there. He's going to get the ball one way or another. But... Throughout there, he just has one guy who is all right, you know. He has one, two guys who are all right. Aaron Rodgers, what we have, we've had, um, I'm sorry, I'm losing his, uh, Jordy Nelson, we've had, um, can't think of his damn name, Greg Jennings, we've had, um, fuck, who else? I'm forgetting the peoples here. Point is, neither ha- he hasn't even had a Gronk on his team, okay? But... Who's made the most of their receiving core regardless? Tom Brady. Which one of these two men, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you made the case, Aaron Rodgers, I was going off of sacks because I feel like as a quarterback, that's a very important stat. Tom Brady, I'm not sure I've even ever seen that man be touched. I'm not sure I've ever seen him be touched. Aaron Rodgers, I could say the same. It's pretty hard to get to him. With a trash O line, but but has he? He has Tom. If you look at the stats, I'm sure I'm sure I could pull this up for you right now, but I'm, I'm not going to just because the Wi Fi connection is poor. Tom Brady gets touched less, Tom Brady completes more, more passes, right? Tom Brady also plays more downs. Best quarterback, active. Is that your whole argument? I'm sure I'll think of more. What's your rebuttal? You got to say it now. You got to say it now, because once you hand me the mic, I'm about to light you on fire. All right. I'm about to light this on fire. So you better think of something, because right now I'll let you know you're making my case. I'll let you wrap it up. I'll let you bring it home. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Man, I got to say, I do feel like that was my whole argument. That was your whole argument, wasn't it? But here's the thing. I'll also, I'll also put this out there. He's played, Tom Brady has played without Gronk. He's played without his major weapons. If I remember correctly... If I remember correctly, 
against these Falcons. Tom Brady is the man who brought them back. Tom Brady. Yeah, and Gronkowski. And Gronkowski. But Tom Brady is the man who brought them back. If I'm correct, he passed them. He passed them. Into a dub. He passed his way down the field. Into a dub. We give we give credit to the defense, obviously. But he passed that team into a dub. Into a brain. If I could pull up... I would, just to help my stats. The, per, the passer rating. The passer rating? Tom Brady's is higher than Aaron Rodgers. I, I would be willing to bet you on that. Well, then. I think... I think I will leave my argument. There. Well then, let's see. Where should I start? I gotta heat up the. I gotta heat up the iron. Go ahead. The branding iron. I'm about to brand you. You know I'm gonna brand you with. Aaron Rodgers. I'm All about right. to stamp Aaron Rodgers on you. That's a little for weird. For one, for one, I can't believe that you're taking this side of the argument. You hate Tom Brady, or at least you claim to. It's more of I hate the Patriots. All right. So first, I'm gonna just I'm gonna pick apart everything you're saying about Tom. Now, I actually respect Tom Brady, so this is a very interesting debate because you don't like him as much as I do. I like Tom. I think he's good, and I think that he is the second best quarterback in the NFL. Okay. He had been he had been the first for a long time. But now he's the second. Everything you say is pretty true. But it's a little bit wrong Mm. in perspective. See. Go ahead and enlighten me, why don't you? what, What you said that Tom has done, he has done all those things. You're absolutely right. He has come back from huge deficits. He does play a very good game a very safe game that has allowed him to play now into his 40s he does have a great career uh, percentage as a passer all of those things are true but where you're wrong is in comparing them to Aaron Rodgers because that's not apples to apples that's apples to oranges because they have completely different situations not styles situations Tom Brady was gifted this spot on this team with this coach this coach has built this whole system around who who's the one constant for the last 20 years Basically, the last two decades of, of a dynasty on this Patriots team is Tom. Everything that has been put in place, everyone that has been brought in, has been to help Tom. So when you say that he doesn't have help, he might not have help in the way that we think conventionally of quarterbacks having help. A receiver, a running back, an O-line, a tight end. He might not have help in those ways. He has help in the way that matters most because he has an entire front office behind him. The entire front office is, who are we bringing in this year to help 
Tom to help this system? Is it going to be a defense this year? Is it going to be a running back? Is it going to be an offensive lineman? It's whoever Bill thinks it is. And Bill is the real reason the Patriots have had this success. It is Tom. Bill needs Tom, but Tom definitely wouldn't be Tom without Bill. Because all I have to say is, if you put Tom Brady on this Packers team, if this season, right now, the Packers traded Aaron Rodgers for Tom Brady, and you put Tom Brady on this Packers team, I don't know if they win eight games. I honestly don't. I don't think they do. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers wins in spite of his team. Tom Brady wins with his team. Gronk makes huge plays, unguardable. O-line has been consistently the best O-line for the last 10 years. Never a bad defense. Not always the best, but always a formidable defense. Tom wins with his team. Aaron Rodgers wins his games in spite of his team, and namely in spite of his coach. There is no system. You know what the system is? Give Aaron the ball and watch him make the play of a lifetime to win us the game. That's the, that's the system. Mike McCarthy is not drawing up fantastic plays. Aaron Rodgers is making these plays happen. He's forcing them by sheer will. Tom Brady is not making plays happen. They're being drawn up and they're being executed. They're being executed flawlessly, granted. He's executing. I can't take it away from him that he's not executing what's being drawn up perfectly. But it is being drawn up. Because Bill Belichick is a mastermind. Mike McCarthy is not. And you can see it. There's never been a running game. This kind of goes back to the last episode when I was getting on the Packers. It's funny that we should talk about this. Because the Packers have never given Aaron Rodgers a decent running game. That's why I have to stop you. They've never given him a decent running game. But you know, no, no. You don't get to stop me. All right. Because I know what you're going to say. Eddie Lacy. You're going to say Eddie Lacy. And Eddie Lacy was good for about one, not even one season. He was good for about 12 games of one season. He was good for about 12 games of one season because he was a good player. But you know what the problem was? There was no system. If you go back, look at Eddie Lacy's career in Green Bay. They would run him directly into a blitz. You can't have a running game when you're just running your 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 star running back, your number one running back. You're just running him into a brick wall. He's meeting a brick wall every time. Yeah, he's a big dude, but there's no system. They're just running him into a wall. Every once in a while, he'd get lucky. He'd break a run. He'd make a play. But the majority of the time, he's getting beat up. They were just using him as basically a battering ram. That's not a running game. That is not a running game. So as I know Eddie Lacy's cool, he's dope, but that's not a running game. The game is more than just the talent of the running back. It's the scheme. 
and there wasn't one because they've never had one in Green Bay. Now, back to what I was saying, though, there's never been a decent running game for Aaron to lean on, but somehow he has the best play-action fakes in the league with no running game. Huh, interesting. Also, his receivers. Now, Jordy Nelson, he's really good, and he's been reliable for so long, but he's not your star guy. He's not a guy who's going to stretch out the field. He's not a guy who's completely impossible to cover. He makes great catches. He's a good route runner in the intermediate like distance. And he's reliable. He's durable. Those are great things. That's not to take away from Jordy Nelson. But Aaron Rodgers has never had a star guy at receiver or tight end. Now, Tom has had some good guys. You really do what a lot of people I hear do. They try and really downplay Tom's receiving core. They love to downplay it and make it seem like he's never had good receivers. That is extremely false. Because he had Randy Moss, who just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, who broke the record for most touchdowns, receiving touchdowns in a season, on the Patriots with Tom. <laughs> it was Randy. It was Randy Moss. Okay. He also had Wes Welker. Now, is Wes a guy, once again, is he a guy who's going to stretch the field? No. Is he a huge target for you to be able to hit in the end zone? No. But in that intermediate range, he's great. In that slot receiver role, he's great. Didn't Wes Welker, if I remember correctly, he had multiple hundred plus catch seasons. That's not a good receiver. Is a hundred is a hundred catches not a top the years that he had a hundred catches? He was, I, I, I can't look it up. I can't say it for fact. But I'm willing to bet you, dude, the years that he had 100 catches, how many people had more catches than him those years? How many people you think had more catches than him the years that he had 100 plus catches? Two, maybe? Maybe two? Does that make, that means you're, so he's not a, he's not a star receiver? You can catch the ball 100 times and not be a top five receiver? Yeah, I can't buy into that. That's a good receiver. You got Julian Edelman. Once again, not a superstar. It's not a superstar, but my point is that Tom has had more of the B-plus guys than Aaron has. Neither of them have had A-plus guys. Well, Tom has. He had Randy. But even if you want to argue that Randy wasn't a plus by that point, which he definitely was, but if you want to make that argument, Tom has had more B-plus receivers than Aaron has. He's had Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Randy Moss. Those are B-plus receivers. Then you drop in there, you drop in there Rob Gronkowski. Has there been a more dominant force in the league since Rob Gronkowski got here? Has there been a, do a more dominant force for this, for the amount of time that Rob Gronkowski has been a dominant force? For a while, you look and you go, okay, J.J. Watt, he's pretty dominant. He's pretty unstoppable. 
for about two years. Rob Gronkowski for the last, what, seven years? Six, seven years? Most dominant force in the NFL. Till from, the, from when he came in till now, they still have no idea on how to guard him. There is no way. You can't. There's no matchup. There is not a single matchup that works against him. They try corners. They try linebackers. They try safeties. None of them work. Then they try special safeties who are big as linebackers, but athletic as corners. Those don't work. None of them work. None of the matchups work. Gronkowski has burned every defense that he's stepped foot across. That's not just A+, plus, that's A++. Plus plus. If you've ever played Dragon Ball Z video games, that's S. That's super. Who has Aaron Rodgers had that was that? His best guy was a B-plus player, was Jordy Nelson. That's all it was. That's all he ever had. Don't get me started on O-line. Tom Brady never gets touched. He gets to he he stands in the pocket, passes the ball, walks down the field to the next spot on the field. Yeah, that's a good thing. You want your quarterback to be able to do that. But you also want your quarterback to be able to make a play if someone make gets behind the line. If someone gets behind the line, notoriously we all know at this point. How do you mess Tom Brady up? Well, get behind the line with him. He's not athletic enough or just athletic enough in general to be able to make the make special plays with someone breathing down his neck. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, only gets to pass with someone breathing down his neck because he has no O-line. Since he got there, since he picked up the team, since he inherited from Brett Favre, Brett Favre didn't have a line. He inherited from Brett Favre. The line got worse. They put less effort into giving him an O-line because they thought, oh, he's more athletic than Brett. He can make more plays. He can he can get out of the pocket quicker. So Aaron, we see him game after game. It isn't it has nothing to do with the defense either. It has nothing to do with oh he's, he goes against better defensive lines. Nope. Has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with his O line. Every defense he faces gets behind the line and what does he do every time? He burns them. He lights them up. Carves them up. He he shimmies and shakes, gets some makes some room, throws off of his off of his back foot. Don't matter. Always on the spot every time. On the mark. You want to look at stats? You want to look at history? I don't even need all those things. I brought them up because you brought them up. But I don't even need all those things. All I need are my eyes. You look at what Aaron Rodgers does. You look at what Tom Brady does. Tom Brady cannot do what Aaron Rodgers does. Can't do it. He's a great quarterback. But he can't do what Aaron does. He simply cannot. And it's not because he's 40. Give him 10 years back. Give give him 10 years of his life back. Take him back to 2008 when he was 30 years old. No, take him back to 2007 when they had the undefeated season. Because 2008 he blew his ACL out. So take him back to the year before that when he had the undefeated season. Can he do what Aaron Rodgers did? Or what Aaron Rodgers continues to do year in, year out? 
He can't. Hasn't been able to do it ever. And I ask you, aside from Tom, who can do it? Who can you confidently say in the NFL has the ability, even if they can't do it now, who has the ability to do it, give them five years? Who can do it? Who can do it? Who can do what Aaron Rodgers does? Who could fill that void? Aaron Rodgers retires tomorrow. Who could fill that void? I think you could argue that Russell Wilson can. I think in time, Jimmy Garoppolo can. If that's how his name is pronounced. I think if he sharpened his skills, we could see a similar result from Derek Carr. He was if he was a bit more mobile. Well, I could see a bit more mobile and I can a bit see more accurate. Your pick, your picks for that. Maybe they're possible, but here's my small disputes for that. Jimmy G. Just not enough tape on that on that kid. He's good, but we haven't seen him in enough situations for a long enough time in a in a system. Mm-hmm. Can't so I can't even bring him into the argument. Russell Wilson, love Russell Wilson. Think he's great think he's very similar to Aaron so I agree with you however he's in a similar situation right now in Seattle now why is it that we don't look at Seattle Seahawks the way that we look at the Packers every year well because he showed us that he kind of lost everything doesn't have great receivers doesn't have a great defense anymore it's a it's a good defense it's an above average defense but it's not great Lost his running game because Lynch is out. Actually, he has Eddie Lacy lining up behind him now. And what have we seen? Oh, his O-line also. That's the other thing. His O-line dissipated. So, what have we seen? Well, Russell Wilson in the beginning looked amazing, and he still is a good quarterback. But him without a running game, so without Lynch, without huge receivers without a great defense doesn't look the same does he he has not put up the same numbers he hasn't stayed consistent with his success the way Aaron Rodgers has Aaron Rodgers has played so well you've never even considered how bad the team around him was you always considered that the Packers were a contender for the championship that's how it's always been. Pretty much since they won the Super Bowl, the Packers have always been a contender for a Super Bowl. And you never thought about it because he just played so well. They won so many games. You never questioned the team around him. Russell Wilson, you have questioned. You have paid attention to the team around him because he looks different now. He, he can't play the same as he did before. So maybe he can. Maybe in a few years he'll adjust to not having an O-line, not having a running game, and he'll become that Aaron Rodgers figure. But as of right now, I don't think he can. Then you said Derek Carr. Derek Carr is good, less mobile than the first two guys, mm-hmm. than Aaron and Russell. But the, the, the question mark for Derek is his durability. Can he play that style of game and be healthy? And be accurate. 
Because his problem is he's not as good of a passer as Russell or Aaron is. Well, I did mention that. I said he needs to work on his accuracy. He's not as good of a passer. And and he's he's the youngest out of all three of them. And he's spent probably the most time since coming into the league. He's probably spent the most time off the field. Russell's remain has done a good job of remaining healthy. Aaron does a pretty good job of remaining healthy, even though he takes some nasty hits sometimes because mm-hmm. he he has to run out and try and make a play. He does a good job of remaining healthy. Derek has spent a, a lot of time off the field. Hurt. Could he fill that void? Maybe he could, but could he do it for a full season? Could he do it season after season without getting hurt, without missing time? I don't think he could. So, with all that being said, I could say more. I don't think I really need to. I think we both know Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. At least as of today. Who knows what could happen this season. I mean... Did I take your breath away? A little bit. Took your breath away. A little bit. Um, if there is anything to prove my point be this season, we could see some, you know, some things change like you were saying, but I I do feel like there's a couple, couple errors in what you were saying, but other than that, I think I have to agree, Aaron Rodgers is better. Wow. I didn't expect you to say I that. I mean, I don't think I broke it down that way in my head. I think that's the difference. I wouldn't normally fold on my argument <laughs> like that. But um, I think, I yeah, to put it plainly, I think you opened my eyes a little bit. Just a little bit. So I'm here to do. Um, this was, Yeah, this is a, for me, this was like a deep episode now. I feel like you really went into some... I felt like I hurt your feelings a little bit. I don't you, know. you blew my mind. Is what you yeah, did. I realized. I was like, I didn't hurt there. his feelings. I just opened his eyes to things that he was missing. It's crazy, man. You uh should be like an analyst or something. <laughs> You'll be, be the new Max Kellerman. Oh, man. We can't mention Max Kellerman, dude. We can't be mentioning him yet. We won't. We're not going to do that. We can't bring that up. But anyone who's listening... If they know what we're talking about, we don't even have to say anymore. And if you're not listening, or, or if you are listening and you don't know what we're talking about, um, just look it up. Just go watch. Uh, just look up Max called? Kellerman on First Take. Yeah, just go look up First maybe Take. Maybe you'll find it, maybe you won't, but I'm not directing you to go look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. So where are we at now? We're at a hour, 10 minutes. Uh, it's time to wrap it up. I think it's about that time. Time to wrap it up. Um, are you going to wrap us out this time? Oh, man. You're really not going to? I mean, come on. My birthday is coming up. Why don't you go ahead and wrap us out? Ah. Uh, Give the people. A I birthday feel like, wrap? I feel like there's at least some people out there who would like to hear you wrap us out. It doesn't have to be a birthday wrap. They probably rap. would like to hear me wrap. It doesn't have to be a birthday wrap. It, it's a birthday wrap, though. But before you do that, of course, let's plug it in. Well, I'm trying plug to decide. I don't think I'm going to do it is the thing. I know there probably are people who want to hear me, 
say it, but I don't hear them. I need to hear it from them. If people say that they want to hear me rap, I guess I'll have to do it. Because I give the people what they want. But as of now, you're the only one who wants to hear it. So I'm sorry, I can't just, I can't just, I can't give that to you. I can't, it's not good enough, man. I can't do it. It's not good enough. I'm not worthy. So you're not wrapping us out this time? Uh, I'm not. I guess this we're, we're going to do a dry exit. We're going to do a... I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. it's going to be a dry exit. Let me down a little bit. I'm sorry. I, I could go for some bars. I don't have them. I don't have any kind of bars. None. I have bars of soap. I have chocolate bars. Nothing. Man. I have no bars for you today. I'm sorry. With that being said, though, you can follow me on Twitter at Javon underscore Kamanawai. <laughs> you can hit Rashawn up with some birthday love on where? Twitter at uh, Sean John 101010. If you can't find that, just go ahead and That's where he wants the birthday love, right? Sexual underscore Lee. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. On Twitter, I'm right? not, Yeah, on Twitter. I'm not going to be the des- desperate guy who asks for it. I'm being the desperate guy for you. That's a little weird. No one's really yeah. done that. I'm a real one. You are. Yep. You are. Um, if you would like, you can also catch me on my Snapchat, SeanC150. Yeah. That's up to you, though. You might see some things you don't want to see. Um, you might see some things you don't want to see. People might send you some weird nudes. Uh, yeah. Weird ones. Ones where you look really uncomfortable and you're hunched over? Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking, like, a bitch got her titties out. Uh-huh. And then there's just a huge, like a, like a, like a salmon Ooh. just laying across her stomach. I don't know what the message is supposed to be there. I don't know what it is either. But you might get it. Damn. What was the Snapchat again? Shall see 150. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really yeah. Was SoundCloud, bizarre. Right? SoundCloud. Um, where, let me see what it was again. I can't recall. So I'll you can't win. remember your SoundCloud, isn't it? Black Cash. Oh, thank you. Oh my God. Black Cash B L A C C C A dollar sign H. All right, and then everything Twitter, Instagram, um, Spotify is all painfully tight, at painfully tight. And the website, www, I was jumbled. It was. www. Ooh, Michael Cole style. Painfullytight.com. And... Yeah, a bunch of other places too that I can't remember because we're a lot of places now. But it's all painfully tight. With that being said, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Peace out. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.